This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Leanne Bach of M Realty. So nice to have Leanne support the podcast and therefore support our food community. Absolutely. By supporting the podcast. One of the things that I've learned over the past uh, six months, Chris, is we recently bought a house. How important it is to have a good realtor working for you. Oh, yeah. It makes all the difference. I, I had one in the past that uh, <laughs> I will never use again. You don't want to name a, names? No, no. That was in Connecticut. <laughs> I might want to now. Okay, it's, sure. It's long some as, distance. Long time has passed. Time. But it really does make a difference when you have a great realtor. And I think one of the advantages with Leanne, with the peop- for people listening to this podcast, she's totally into the Portland food scene. Yeah. So if there's any involvement you want to have with a neighborhood, um, and she's she's sympathetic and understanding sure. about what you want what you would really want. Well and when you're uh you know, when you're a small business owner like food people are, there's different ways to go about buying houses than like a regular guy with a job like me at the radio station. Yeah. Are you a regular guy? I would I would I get paid a salary as opposed to having to go like figure out how I'm gonna get paid next week. Yeah, well that's me. Yeah. So you know how it is exactly. Yeah, I do know how it is. But but for those folks in the industry, Leanna's great. She um her partner is Ryan at Aria Chin. They have the most beautiful little child, and um, we'd like you to support them. Yeah, you can check her out at uh, leannebach.com. Her phone number is 503-349-7890, or you can email her as well at leanne.bach at gmail.com. Very cool. I love Leanne. It's time once again for Right at the Fork, the soundbite edition of Portland's Food Scene Podcast with your host, Chris Angeles, and me, Court Johnson. Of kink.fm in the morning. Yeah. That's, where you can, that's another place people can find you. Sure, if they'd like to. Yeah, well, yeah, I think they would like to. But it's my music of choice if I'm listening to commercial radio. All right, then. That's where I go. Yeah. Not that much, not as much these days. No, but you know that's it's a changing that's landscape. But it's always good to hear you yep. there with with podcasts and all taking over a lot of the market share. Right, mm. and um, glad to have you here on this one as well. And this would be our first soundbite of 2017. Yeah, we made the decision to make these separate, as opposed to our Wednesday releases. We're going to release uh, soundbites once a month on generally the first Monday of every month. Right. And uh, we're really happy to have Heather Arndt Anderson here. And by the way, I wanted to ask, years ago when I first met you on Facebook, mm-hmm. there's another Heather Anderson. So are you using your middle name to delineate <clears throat> yourself, to make sure that people know who you are? Um, no, no, Arndt is my maiden name. Right. Um, but I, so, so you were using all three. I use before. all three because, yeah, Heather, Heather Anderson is like a million people. But yeah. there is somebody in the food business. That I think is in the... I'm not sure. Yeah, I thought so. It's kind of like a John Smith or a, you know... Yeah. Yeah, we had a Heather here. Right, yeah. So yeah. We, we were glad to have a Heather here, and we're glad to have another Heather Thanks. here. So, uh, Heather, you and I uh, met I probably a couple of years ago at Me Maramole. Yeah. At, uh, at a, Rob Walsh's chili book release party. Exactly. And you have written a book since. Or you have released a book I since. have. Chili's a global history, which if I was, if I was, (laughs) 
If this were television, I'm zooming in. Let it be known. I'm zooming in with the camera right now. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful yellow cover with a couple of chilies. And I, the first thing I'm going to ask is, uh, I've had to get used to seeing chilies with two L's. Well, yeah. So in uh, lots of places in South Asia and the UK, they spell it that way. Um, my background's in botany, and I spell it C H I L E. And then, yeah, so it's a British publisher there in the UK. So there are rules. It also uses other favorite British spellings, such as F-L-A-V-O-U-R. Yeah, no, that I noticed. <laughs> i tell you the truth. My plan was to really read, because I started reading a little bit of this, uh-huh. and uh, and then I thought, this is actually way more interesting than I thought it was going to be, because I assumed it was going to be recipes. Yeah. When I... Yeah, but I, I didn't pay attention to global history. I'm short <laughs> attention span. And, um, I think culinary history really confuses a lot of people because a lot of my friends and family, I mean, people who know me really well think I write cookbooks and they don't realize that there's a whole brand of historical scholarship that is a, studying the way people cooked and ate in the past. And, um, and yeah, sometimes recipes are involved because it's interesting to see. You can find a lot of recipes. You don't need this book exactly. for recipes. No. But, but what you this book is for, it's very, I, as I started reading it, there's there are more varieties of chili than you could cover oh, in yeah. a book. Yeah. Even close. Mm-hmm. And then um, different cultures and different societies. You know, we tend to think chili's Mexican or Asian, but it mm-hmm. goes much further than that oh yeah absolutely and uh, anyway i'm glad we had the opportunity to do that and we thought it would be a good idea to kind of um marry that to our soundbite concept of where to get the best spicy chili flavors in portland okay well i have a sort of an unofficial running list um is it don't let it run too far no oh, well sorry. That okay was just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> My favorite, if I'm really just want to like melt my face, um, my favorite place to go is um, Pure Spice on Division, and it's like an 87th Sichuan restaurant, and it's really close in. Um, there's also Taste of Sichuan in Beaverton, but that's not really in Portland, and it's not a hop, skip, and a jump for me. Um, but there are people living out in Beaverton, right? I'm raising, I'm raising my hand true. right now. No. So, yeah, Taste, the, I'm, I'm familiar with Taste of Sichuan. Yeah, Taste of Sichuan yeah. is just outstanding. They have a um, pig kidney dish that was, to my surprise, um, quite delicious. Now, that's S-I-C-H-U-A-N. That's how that's spelled, right? Yes, I believe so. Just to make, if people are looking it up. Mm -hmm. And don't they, I think they opened one in Vancouver, if I, oh, I don't know if it's the same one. Yeah, I think that they do have one in Vancouver, and I'm not sure if it's the same owners or if there are just many ways to have a taste of Sichuan. Right. Yeah, well, and there are <laughs> names that are that are pretty common. But yeah, uh, Pure Spice is a good, like, very close tie. Um, I really like their, um, they have these little, like, wontons in chili oil. It's like just having a little meatball wrapped in dough swimming in hot chili oil, and you really can't go wrong with that. Um, if I want to have a good spicy, I'm kind of basic when it comes to my Mexican food preferences. I really like the, bur- if you get the burrito at, um, Lindo Michoacan. It's like in the parking lot, also on division of that um, the little thrift store there on like 42nd or so. Um, they have this beautiful little tub of freshly roasted jalapenos in their little tough shed that's passing for their dining room. And it's a, it's a truck, a little food cart. 
But um, I really like that you can just go help yourself to some nice, warm, spicy, roasted jalapenos to eat with your burrito. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, they're just right there. Do they have other things other than burritos? I'm not a big oh, burrito course. fan. Yeah, they have tacos too. I don't like everything jammed in there. I, um, I do. They used yeah. to burritos have like heaven. The menu, but yeah, burritos are kind of like they're like a baby yeah. that you can eat. Mm-hmm. They're soft <laughs> and warm. <laughs> I'm leaving that alone. We I, need to have that podcast. I, best I, baby food. Best. I, I need to give myself a, a gauge here, though. Like, what is what is your spice or heat tolerance? Are you are you oh, kind of on the? Yeah. Do you like things really hot? I I have developed a palate for spicier foods. Um, and you know, I my if I had my own personal like Scoville scale of my mouth, mm-hmm. zero would be the like sweet chili paste or chili sauce that you get. You know, I think like. They make it, it's Thai. Um, you can get it at Trader Joe's, too. Right. That's like s- sweet ketchup. I put that on avocados. And my son, who's seven, can also handle that. He loves that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the hottest is, gosh, I've had some kind of crazy stuff lately um, that really just is needlessly spicy. Oh, you know what's a really good, like, f- a level, like, seven or eight for me is um, you can get this ahi amarillo paste. It's like yellow baby food. You can get it at. Um, Dashin International Market or other places that sell Peruvian stuff. And it's a good, like, smooth, if you just want to add a kick of heat to something, um, just add a little bit of that. Um, so I like, I don't think, I've never had, a, like, a level 10 at a Thai place. Like, I like Marshall's, the wall. Marshall's Hot Sauce, red chili lime. Yeah, it's delicious. And, and, that, and that I can add, and if I add a little too much, it's not doesn't kill me. I, exactly. I'm pretty low on the, not, not the... We were, I guess we were talking about where are you? I'm for? I'm I'm like I'm like the chili paste. Yeah, I'm, I can't take very much. Well, so I, I wish I could, when, but I can't. When I moved to Portland, I wasn't really into spice at all, mm-hmm. and I know my threat my threshold has gone up, mm-hmm. which is nice, but it's not high enough for some dishes. And there's one dish that you met a place you mentioned. I'm not going to mention it again because I don't mm-hmm. want to keep saying it was too spicy for mm-hmm. me, but um, it becomes unenjoyable at some point yeah. for. for for me and I think I think restaurants they try but they mm-hmm. really need to do a better job of of real heat and mm-hmm. having impl- have their servers know where those numbers are and, and how to get out of people okay where are you what court just yeah. said would tell is that, any is server. that like going to the doctor and them having a little scale and like point, yeah, exactly. point here where you're at? Yeah, yeah. But, but how frowny is your face? Of course right you're now. never yeah. going to get <laughs> right. it right but there is the Scoville scale which is covered in your yeah. book here yeah, and it's a real and, thing. It's not just about... It used to be based on human taste, and it was very, you know... It and it easy. was a guy named Scoville you, I read yeah, about. Wilbur Scoville. Wilbur Scoville. <laughs> organic chemist. Yeah, that used to be... It was called the um, the organoleptic test, and I think the organo part probably... Some of it came from the fact that it was based on um, human taste, and they've since um, standardized it using, you know... Mass chromatography, I'm sure, is part of it. So here's a here's a benchmark. Mm-hmm. Where are you with the wings at Pac Pac? Okay, I, I like them a lot, and I can handle them. Have I you had those spicy. I've not, but I've heard tale. Oh, you've been in yeah. too long. You need to go. Yeah, yeah. But I've never taken the the El Jefe challenge at um, Fire on the Mountain, and so I I can handle a hot wing, you know, sure. And I do like I love the the balance of sweet and salty and fishy. That you get at Pock Pock. And Potty also does like a nice fish sauce wing. Mm-hmm. Um, Meka on Sandy does a nice fish sauce wing. But yeah, I like the heat level on the Pock Pock wings. It's a good, like, comfortable. It's like comparing uh, wine to whiskey. If wine is like that 
Marshall's hot sauce, delicious, you know, sauce mm-hmm. any day. Once in a while, you want a little shot of something stronger. And mm-hmm. Go for the. I've had both at Pock Pock, and mm-hmm. I don't remember if they ask you the heat level, I think but you I've can had request. too spicy. Yeah, and then once I had it a little more my style. Mm-hmm. Have you been to Duca B out in Beaverton? Or, yeah, Beaverton. I haven't yet, no. Oh, uh, that is a place that I haven't been in a while, but I've enjoyed. A number of times with mm. the pulled noodles and mm. so forth. Yeah, and I, I like that. And I've had quite a few chefs tell me that is where they hang out because they're open late. Oh. And the food can be fairly spicy there, it's but you can time. order it to to <laughs> your uh, pleasure level. Yeah, I think it really is all about your pleasure. And I, I know a lot of dudes and I'm a lot of ladies too. I'm a macho guy when it comes to some stuff, a lot of stuff. But um, it just becomes a pissing contest and, uh, you know, what one can tolerate rather than what you're actually enjoying. And I just don't, I mean, food should be enjoyed. It shouldn't. Yeah, I don't get it when it gets so spicy. I don't know. I don't understand how people are having or enjoying it, but then there's a lot of things in the world I don't understand. You get an endorphin rush, though, because, you know, your capsaicin receptors in your mouth are linked to your nervous system. um, So your body thinks it's being injured, even though it's not. It's, you know, it's not causing you any physical harm. Um, in your mouth, and so your your brain releases this flood of endorphins, and you can get kind of high off it, like a, you can get a runner's high. Hmm. But why would you go for a runner's high when you can get a wing high instead? <laughs> wings. That works for me. That's our diet plan here. Run we, a marathon, <laughs> go eat some wings. Yeah. 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 And I got a fire in the mountain, and I get the sauce on the side, because yeah. I can regulate it that way, and I don't, and it's just easier to eat for me. I, I like dry, they're very juicy, but they're dry, mm-hmm. and I just dip it yeah. in the sauce. Um, That's my thing. I need to interrupt for just a second because I just noticed this no food or drink sign on the wall here, Uh, which I thought was kind of ironic. Isn't it great? It is the irony of where we record. We we (laughs) included in our pictures, and on these we generally don't have people on them, but I always like to have it in the background because it's it's kind of fun. (laughs) It also means that no one one really can and no one does bring us food or drink. Oh, yeah. We'd be willing to break that rule. Yeah. We would. Yeah, well, totally. We'd l- we we can always put it aside and F- eat it later. Future guests. Too, right. So. Sponsors, if you're listening. Yeah, no, we, we were talking to a sponsor about coffee, too, yeah. and nice. doing and delivering coffee to our guests. We thought that was a good idea. Mm-hmm. If you're telling me we're willing, you, we can, Court, you're the, in charge of this place. Well, I so. think it's, as long as it stays away from my area right here, which is right. where all the electronics are, mm-hmm. but you're the and there's no photographic evidence after the fact. I think we're good. I'm glad that Heather pointed that out because you're the first one to point it out. Yeah. The, I, the irony of that in here, and it's behind you, too. Oh. It's right above your head. Jeez. So are there outside of Mexican and oh, yeah. and um, Thai and yep. Chinese, are there any uh, ethnic foods that that people may not be thinking of where they can get, yes. the, they can get the kick? Well, um, Ethiopian food is famously spicy, and I think people forget, well, I'm sure people, People love Ethiopian food. They don't forget about it. But yeah, um, once in a while, if you just want to have a slightly different flavor profile, um, Beta Lucas on 50th. And I do get out of Southeast Portland. <laughs> um, Beta Lucas? Yeah, they're on 50th, just off Division. Okay. They're really great. And um, they're actually one of the, well, I think you can get beer and wine there too, which you can at every, not all Ethiopian restaurants serve alcohol. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, m- almost all of their food is... A little bit spicy, mm-hmm. at least. It's not. I never, yeah, take my kid there. Is there any place you know of in town that's just like only, only the the, the people with big balls survive? Um, 
I think that spicy balls. I really think that taste of Sichuan probably comes the closest to being just oh, you know, I mean they they have the the wing challenge like I mentioned. Um yeah, I mean there's places around town that just will do that for masochists, but Korean food's always great. Um go to like Chungdam on 82nd Powell, Dokboki. It's just like little chewy rice cakes swimming in hot chili sauce. Where? At Chungdam. Chungdam. Yeah. I'm going to have a hard time putting these things. I'm going to ask, <laughs> almost ask the- you to make the list and send it <laughs> right. to us because I can't, I'm trying to spell these and no one wants to hear me trying to figure out how to spell it. I look like Jimmy Fallon right now doing the uh, thank you <laughs> Pretend, notes. pretend writing something yeah. down. But <laughs> yeah, I, but you actually are. I'll, I can see I it. I actually am. I'll, I'll get you that list. Don't worry. That'd be cool if you can, if you can recall. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of places I recommend that mm-hmm. I like where I can get a balance. Um, we we talked about Padi. That's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ty Bloom out in that was one of Earl Ninsom's mm-hmm. suggestions to me. Oh, was Ty Bloom, and uh, that's some really good Thai out, in, in, and it's a big restaurant in Beaverton. Okay, and then there was there could be and um, in Lake Oswego, Dang's Thai Kitchen. Oh wow! I think it's great. He used to get back in the day before there was a lot of food press. Uh huh. He used to get a lot of good press. He, oh. was, he was in Portland and then moved down to Lake Oswego. Wow. And I don't know anybody who's ever said they don't enjoy it. It's, uh, it's a nice place. So that too. You need to get outside of Southeast. I know. I know. I'm lazy. I say it's because of I, I'm concerned about my carbon footprint. I don't like to leave my neighborhood. I think it's just bullshit excuse to <laughs> stay on the side, well, of, uh, the other here, side of the river. Here's my feeling. Well, yeah, it's a <laughs> yes, it's a bullshit excuse. On the other hand, who's paying attention to carbon now? I, it's, uh, it's oh god. Yeah, we don't want to go that. We don't want to go there. Speaking of weaponized capsaicin, <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else that comes to mind for you while we have you? Because we don't have addendums here. Oh man, let's see. Gosh. Court, do you have any that you? Well, again, I go like? back to I'm so uh, like I I have you know I uh, I have been to the Thai Bloom, yes, and it's good, but I have to I have to go in very clear. Like I'm like think mild, and then just go a step below that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Un- unfortunately, I've I've been working on my tolerance. And for what about years. Randy? How's she? Where's she's she? she's the same as me. I mean, okay. we like unfortunately like we don't if if it's spicy that probably might lean us away from going somewhere if we know it's like overly spicy. So I've mentioned this before, and I find it very interesting mm. that I do talk to a number of people in the food industry, and I do follow them on Facebook and the Instagram, mm-hmm. and I see that most chefs, what they're talking about and what they like is Asian food mm-hmm. and pho and ramen. That's what floats their boat. And I wonder if it's because of the spice factor, that it's and they're slightly different flavors than they're mm-hmm. working with in their kitchens, but... I always find that very interesting because it's, I like yeah. it, but it's not always my, been. I don't think it's always because of spiciness. I think that um, chefs need love, you know, and there's nothing more like sort of representative of a mother's love than a big warm bowl of broth and noodles. And I think that that's, you know, kind of where they're coming from. It's cheap too. It's, you know. So you think it? You think it's that psychological comfort? It's like a moment. yeah, a bowl of pho is like a giant breast. It's just a big, warm, <laughs> comforting. Huh? The sound bites we're getting out of the sound bite today. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, 
I, I've got to go. I guess I have to have some more pho. You haven't had the right kind. For like kind. less than 10 bucks, yeah. too. I mean, it's Yeah, but I see it a lot. Maya yeah. Lovelace yeah. is always throwing out She's her She's a visits. noodle head. She's yeah. a noodle head. Mm-hmm. And she co- what she cooks is the opposite mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, and, she makes comfort food. Yeah, she, and to me, mm-hmm. that's comfort food. When I'm thinking of comfort food, I'm thinking a certain breakfast, what, my, what Maya does, mm-hmm. uh, country cat, mm-hmm. uh, imperial, you can yeah. get comfort food down there, those types of things. So Asian isn't always with, with, when I'm looking for comfort. But I'll tell you where I did like and would have the perfect spice levels for me was XLB. Oh, the new Shaolong Bao place? Yeah, Jasper's, yeah. Jasper's new place. Cool. And I commented that this is everything is exactly where I like it. I mean, you didn't have to ask up That's front. That's great. So. It's so good to like find your cheers. Yes. Of you know restaurants. I um. I like pimento cheese. Like that's a good base level of. M- my kid will say it's too spicy, but I I love just when you can balance that kind of creamy cheesy, like dairy with spice. It's like my sweet spot right there. Grilled, che- makes grilled cheese with pimento, pimento cheese. Yeah. With, yeah, that that's good too. Mm-hmm. All right, Heather. So listen, the where do people find your book? It's available at Powell's. Um, you can buy it directly from the publisher. Go to University of Chicago Press. Sometimes they have sales. I have copies for sale. If you just shoot me a message on Facebook, I can shoot. I can send you a copy or hand deliver. And that's grab, Heather grab Arndt Anderson, A R N D T. Yep. If so, you're accepting everybody on Facebook. Because not everybody's a follower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just true. asking that. But you do have a couple of other books I wanted to mention. Yeah. You you wrote Breakfast, comma a history. It's a colon. It's a colon. <laughs> that well, are we talking about what happens after you? <laughs> breakfast, so, a history. Breakfast, a history. Book. Yes. And how long ago did you write that? I wrote that. That one came out in 2013. Oh, that's recently. Yeah. And um, that would be very interesting. I I got to get my hands on that one. Yeah. Um. I would love to have my publisher send you one. Oh, I would love to, too, and Court as well. <laughs> okay. Court's a, Court doesn't get to have breakfast. He's in here at, at uh, my four, My breakfast consists of the drive-in at uh, 3.30 in the morning, yes. which is normally an apple and a string cheese <laughs> so, so we and can, a handful we can of almonds. So we depress the hell out of them. You yeah. mean people get to actually then, have breakfast? Yeah, then when it's I'm done. It's another history book, though, so don't... Don't well, worry. This is, but this is, this is why this is interesting to me. Is if you go back three or four hundred years, the history of the world wasn't what we're seeing now. It was they were searching for trade routes so they could mm-hmm. get to spices and and you know and this they, their, that's what this they were was, in search of. This is was this, their currency. Yeah, it was, and so well, food really I'm was holding, what caused history, right? Yeah, food has definitely been a driving force in global exploration yeah. and the you know the enslavement of people has been well not always driven by food, but the discovery of right. of slaves has been yeah it's been wealth though and spice spices have always been linked to people doing bad things but the great thing about chilies is they were accidentally discovered and it turned out that anybody could grow them and so the working class and poor populations didn't have to you know they could grow chilies themselves and incorporate them into the cuisine and that's why the cuisines of so many asian countries and african countries um have flourished with the addition of the chili. It's hard to think about what kimchi would be like. I mean, you can buy white kimchi, but imagine Thai food without the chili. Imagine, um, you know, Hungarian food without paprika. Paprika. Yeah. Yeah. Love the. I love the Hungarian goo. I haven't mm-hmm. had a good. Where can you get a good Hungarian goulash in Portland, Oregon? Wow. I. 
Because I have, you I know, have Hungarian you know what, in my Chris, bloodline. You're in luck. Not in Portland, but there's a really good goulash at um, the Blue Heron restaurant in Coos Bay. That's super far <laughs> from where. <laughs> Drive down the you're coast. Right, you're on the coast. <laughs> I, I will use that as a destination. It's pretty good goulash. But there's a the recipe food. for goulash, um, a very traditional recipe in my book. Um, it's in the, there's a recipes yes, appendix. I, I saw that. So um, what, you also wrote Portland... Yeah, Portland colon, a food <laughs> bike. I had the colon right on my notes here <laughs> on this one. Portland, a food bike. Yeah, and that's a culinary history or the history of um, the way people cooked and ate in Portland in the past. Oh, so it goes way back. It's it not about the current time. food scene. So no, not it's at nothing all. like Karen Brooks's book that was put out a few no, years ago. No, I and. You know, partially through for, because of my own pride, I stop history at like the year two thousand, <laughs> just because you gotta you gotta pick a. Stop it kind of did stop, you know. In, in yeah, things changed. Yeah, um, so so it goes back before two thousand. Does oh it, god, it goes to geologic. I mean, yeah, I talked about how. How do you find this stuff out? I have a you know a scientific background and a research background, and I um I read the written accounts. Well, a geologic events, you know. We can study, we know about Mount Mazama and the Brent's floods and stuff and how that changed our ecosystem and our ability to grow things and produce things. But, you know, it's funny when you talk to, or when you, you read old Fisher and Hunter magazines, they were all talking about how amazing, in the 1800s, how amazing it was to go duck hunting at Salvi Island back in like the 1870s, 1880s. Um, you can read the written accounts of botanists who were very curious about what Chinook women were doing with the food that they were gathering. Um, and so, yeah, it's just you got to kind of like spread out. It's not that there were always people writing about the way women were cooking or eating. You just have to think outside the box a little I w- bit. I want to have you back just to talk about the history of Portland food. I cool. Think, I think we all need to know that as a basis for enjoying the scene. It's almost too shallow to just go out and mm-hmm. eat. Hey, this willy-nilly, what happened this week? What happened that I week? know. It's kind of cool to know what happened before there, there was anything, a restaurant. That's that how be, I feel too. Yeah, that fascinates me, and I'm sorry I haven't thought about that. It's okay. Yet, so um, we I appreciate it. Um, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me, Chris and Court. It's been great. Can I also just say real quick? Yeah, that, you can um, say anything real. Anything. Mm-hmm. When I was a child, my mother religiously listened to Kink FM one hundred one hundred two or one hundred one point nine. Yeah, it was her favorite channel, and. I have very fond memories of driving to the coast in my grandma's yellow Pinto and little Christopher Cross coming. You made on the it radio. all the way to the coast in that car. Yeah, it didn't blow up either. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true to the music. I always remember their little like. Mm-hmm. It was when I moved out here in 2005, mm-hmm. and I ju- I was just started. I had just gotten into satellite radio, but Kink uh, listened to it. And years ago, I sold media for a rock station in New Haven, and the you're talking about your mother listening yeah. to Kink, so mm-hmm. it's the same. It's the same format, mm-hmm. and our whole thing back in 1990 was we were trying to get money, uh, get the money that the TV stations were. So mm-hmm. we had to, we had to sell the concept that a rock station had something more than 18-year-old beer drinkers oh. to offer. <clears throat> and now a rock station is now they're trying to sell. Hey, we've got some people under 40 right. to listen to. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yep. didn't take long for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Right at the Fork is brought to you by Leanne Bach of M Realty. 
Choosing the right realtor can make or break the buying or selling experience in real estate. Leanne Bach is in tune with the ever-changing Portland landscape, especially as it pertains to our food and restaurant world. Why not work with someone who's in step with you and has years of experience to work on your behalf? Find Leanne at LeanneBach.com. L-E-A-N-N-E-B-A-C-H dot com. The Portland Auto Show. Order tickets now for the Auto Show sneak peek for charity preview party on January 25th. Eat great food and enjoy open bars while browsing over 600 models with proceeds going to seven great Portland area charities. Your $100 tickets for a night out on the town are tax deductible. Visit PortlandAutoShow.com now and look for the sneak peek tab. Zupans. Unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to local baked goods, fresh flowers, and an extended craft beer selection. Step into Zupans and be inspired for your next meal. Food-loving customers as well as local chefs know that Zupans is the place to find the very best Northwest Bounty in Portland, West Burnside, Southwest McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Local and family-owned for over 40 years. Zupans Markets and by Portland Food Adventures. Did you know you can eat and drink your way through Europe with chefs like Atala's Jose Chesa and Lardo's Rick Gencarelli? Join right at the Fork host Chris Angelus and his great chef friends for these trips of a lifetime to Barcelona and Tuscany in September and October. Get to PortlandFoodAdventures.com and click on the blog tab to see pricing and itineraries. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angelus and Court Johnson. Intro music by Ariel Varinas. Find links to her music in the show notes section. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. <laughs>